Well, welcome back fellow travelers to Bond Voyage, where we traverse the fabled career of the illustrious secret agent on Her Majesty's Secret Service, the most charismatic, charming man with a license to kill, Agent 007, Mr. James Bond. And I'm rambling. Join with me as always is my boon companion and first time traveler, Adam. Hello. There, somebody else can speak. And joining us again from her appearance last week is Heather. Say hello, Heather. Hello, hello. We thought it might make sense to have Heather back again this week as uh, we're watching one that not only has she not seen this movie, but hasn't seen this James Bond. We're watching The Living Daylights this week, 1987's The Living Daylights, my birth year film. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we said last week, I keep leading Adam down the path I want him to go. I'm leading the witness and kind of rigging this game to make him the Bond fan I want him to be. So I'm going to take a back seat on this one since neither of these guys has seen this movie or this actor. Mm. Take it away, guys. <laughs> well, you got to give us the background first, right? You set it up a little bit. Give All us right. The background info. This came out your birth year. Timothy Dalton's only Bond. I can probably do it because you told me about it so much. He's done two. Sorry, he, so he did two. Lazenby did, did two. one. Lazenby did one. Okay. Yes, which was amazing. So it's funny because the the one like the whole one off thing where somebody's either done one or two, either that is a real success or really bombed. You mm. know. And I, and I have no idea which it's going to be. So I'm setting myself up to expect either greatness or utter failure. Do you remember, we watched the documentary about the whole series. Do you remember Timothy Dalton much? Mm, vaguely. Yeah. He's one of the more respected actors of all the Bonds. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a real actor. He took it very seriously. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> give some context without giving anything away. A lot of people think he's the best actor to have played him. I think Daniel Craig is. But he's close. He's very good. He does take it quite seriously. He's very loyal to James Bond from the book. Mm -hmm. He was, a lot of people say he was ahead of his time. He's doing a lot of like what Craig does. So, see, I'm already setting it up as though like I'm mm -hmm. giving you expectations and I don't want to give you any expectations. Right. It's 87. It's coming 87. off a crazy one, which is sort of one of the... It's one of the bonkers, fun time bonds that I actually enjoy, A View to a Kill, Roger Moore's last one, where he looks like he's 90. Yeah. Uh, so it's coming off that, which was in 85. So it's a big shift. Had we just watched that and then this one, it's a big turnaround. Mm -hmm. As they, it's one of the self-correcting moments in the series, which happens a few times when the movies get so crazy and then they get regrounded with the next one. This is one mm -hmm. of those cases. Does it give anything away to know why Timothy Dalton only did two? We'll talk a bit more about that with his last one, License to Kill. Mm -hmm. There was a huge gap from License to Kill to Goldeneye. It was one of the longest ones until the current gap. Because of legal disputes, MGM was being sold, lots of stuff was going on, and his reception was very mixed. Mm -hmm. People missed old fun time Raji a yeah. little bit. And uh, License to Kill is one of the darkest ones. Like That's his second one, not this one. I yeah. won't give you anything away on this one, but the second one he does is uh, they almost considered rating it uh, rated R. Like it, it gets pretty oh, dark. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I really like it, but it's. Uh, I'm not even telling you how I feel about this one or where I have it ranked. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give anything away. What was the title of this one again, you said? The Living Daylights. Yeah, I feel like I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> yeah. I said it sounded like a, like a zombie movie or something. It yeah. yeah. It was a huge hit. The The song was a huge hit. But, you, you've uh -huh. been humming it this morning a yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
John Glenn directed it. That's a bit more information. He directs License to Kill as well, and he directed three Roger Moore films. So he's pretty seasoned in the Bond universe at this point. This is his fourth. How are you guys doing otherwise? Are we excited? Yeah, it's like yeah. a rainy day. I feel like it's a good day for a Bond movie. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling pretty pretty nice. I am very hungover. So I'm very <laughs> excited that you guys are leading this one. Yeah, this worked out very uh, serendipitous. I almost yeah. had to cancel this, but here we are. <laughs> well, that'll be good. I mean, when I'm hungover otherwise, what I would like to do is just lay on the couch and watch a Bond movie. So why not do this? There you go. It's true. I'm pretty excited. I haven't watched this one in quite a while mm-hmm. I'll explain why after I don't I'm gonna actually try to not talk even through the movie which Adam you're starting to learn is very difficult for me <laughs> yeah it's hard to keep my mouth shut normally when I watch a movie it takes about double the length of the movie I like to pause and talk and Mm. break everything down but i guess we'll do that after the movie that's why mm. we take yeah. notes that's why we're yeah it's like you're watching the movie and then you're talking about it rather yeah, than yeah it between. still st- it still takes you the same amount of time to get yeah. through the movie with the podcast recording after yeah. <laughs> totally yeah the uh other thing we had a listener comment that it would be useful to add a summary so we're adding that to the podcast this week we're going to take turns adam and i maybe sometimes a guest to do a brief summary right when we come back so that'll be the first thing you hear when we come back from watching the movie. It, it could be pretty funny, me seeing the movies so many times, like my summaries, mm-hmm. just off memory and off this viewing compared to yours for the first time. Yeah, I'm going to scramble through this one a little bit, but yeah. it'll be fun. Oh, that's all right. So that'll be different than when we talk about like the villain's plot. The plot of the movie is obviously different than the plot than the villain's plot. Maybe we should use the word scheme or something instead. Sure. Well, summary is different than plot. We won't, yeah. Just a brief... 30-second summary of the movie, just for people who might be listening who haven't seen it or who haven't watched it in years. I don't know if you can do that in 30 seconds or not, but I won't well, push you're it You're not going to time me. No. <laughs> yeah. Anything non-Bond related you want to talk about? Well, that's nice. Nothing outside of Bond is real. Yeah, this is the only thing I want to talk about. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we'll see you in... How long's the bumper you made us? I don't know. About 15 like, seconds? Probably less. Less? All right. Well, you'll see, see us. See you after in, a jazzy interlude. That's right. And in our time, it'll be, I think this one's, I actually didn't check. I was looking at the runtime of a different movie. It's around two hours. They're all around two hours. <laughs> all right. See you, folks. See you soon. Well, a pot of tea, two cups of coffee, some charcuterie, and James Bond got me through my hangover, I think. Yeah, you really woke up after the second cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit better. Uh, Wait, I'm not supposed to be leading this, but how's everybody's first thoughts? What do you go around the table? Adam, how'd you feel about the movie? I thought about this. My my comment is is special. Special. We'll talk more about that as well. Okay. Heather? Uh, I found this one quite suspenseful and good. Okay. Keep talking for a second because I want to actually check something. Alright. Yeah, I like this one. I enjoyed it, for sure. I enjoyed it, too. It's not my favorite so far. I want to go check the last time I did my ranking. I didn't want to tell you 
before away. before where it was. It's low. Mm-hmm. I uh, again, I don't. Know, I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed it last time I watched it because watching it with people is always fun. Mm-hmm. I have this at number fifteen, so it's mid pack. Where just was Goldfinger compared to this? Just, two. Okay. Yeah, wow. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I felt. I mean, this one was. If we're just comparing those two only because of those are the two that I've been on this podcast for. To me, this is the one. This is a much better movie. Sure. Not necessarily. Well, we're a talking movie, James but, Bond movies. Right. Right. I get, I, yeah. This I think, one is a better quality movie. It's much more serious. It, yeah. I had thirty-five same, or thirty-one uh, years later. I had the same sensation no, sorry, of, of this is a better movie outside of the Bond context, outside of the you know the podcast and everything. I'm like, this is like a good movie. It is one of those ones that's like, uh, there's a few. Casino Royale is one. Um, I won't list them all, but some that you could just get anybody to watch. You don't need to know the whole history of Bond or whatever Mm -hmm. to appreciate this. It's just a good 80s Cold War action flick. It misses some of the Bond stuff, which is why it ranks low on my Bond list. It is a Mm -hmm. fun, good movie. It's very convoluted and all over the place, and not having one solid villain drives me crazy. So, Mm -hmm. like, there's two villains in it. That puts it way low. Like, to be a top-tier Bond movie for me, you need a good villain Mm -hmm. and a good villain plot and this one doesn't have that at all but before we get in all the weeds there let's sure. do our summary i guess oh yeah sorry i forgot about of that course, part. yeah go for it let me see what i can do here <laughs> uh, there's a lot to work with yeah what a hilarious one to start the summary thing oh with. my gosh honestly i was a little stressed watching this i was like <laughs> i have to remember <laughs> like what's going on but I, so they start out in gibraltar Correct. they're on a special training kind of thing but then there's something amiss someone's like killing some of the double o's uh, 002 and 004 we found out in the credits. Good catch, yeah. Um, then we head over to Bratislava and check, and we're watching the symphony play, and a uh, KGB agent is defecting, uh-huh. right? Koskov. Koskov, yeah, yeah. And then Bond is supposed to shoot the sniper that's supposed to shoot him, and but it's a pretty lady, so he fumbles it, <laughs> which is funny. Um, we find out why later. Sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll try course. to not interrupt constantly. No, I'll probably need your help anyway. <laughs> then we go to M's estate, hanging out with the defector, mm-hmm. who then gets kidnapped by the hot blonde henchman, right? <laughs> Who's yeah. master of disguise. Yeah. Um, that's what, how it appears anyway. And then... They kind of like... And that was kind of like the exposition scene where he's like, oh, Shmiezhez, Yopone. Shmiezh Spiernin. Death despise. Yeah. 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 Uh, that comes up in the books a lot. <laughs> Next, I have written, We Find Cello Girl. So, <laughs> um, you know, Bond is obsessed with this Kara. girl, Kara. Kara, yeah. Um, goes to find her, and he has like a mission. Is it to ki- kill the Russian? His official mission is to go kill Pushkin. Pushkin, who yeah. Koskov says has reinstated Schmidt spirit of the death despise policy. Sure. Okay. He's going after agents and if that happens and you guys are going to go after the Russian agents and before you know it we're going to be at war so you got to kill this Pushkin mm-hmm. who is the new he took over for General Gorgol. He's the new head of Russia Russian MI6 essentially. Opposite the, number Yeah, to KGB. Him. Yeah. 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 So Bond goes to find him officially but is looking for the cello girl finds both of them. Because he doesn't believe Koskov's story. 
he does like he has yeah. met Pushkin before. He doesn't believe that he would have reinstated this, uh, reinstituted the. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep saying it. The death despise policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schmierenin. Yeah, and then some stuff happens there, and they end up. He takes the girl, and they're like sledding with a cello <laughs> to try to get to Austria <laughs> again. I like that part a lot. Really we can get into the yeah. action scenes yeah. after, but. and then they're in Vienna. Uh, and they're going to the opera and stuff like that. Uh, Do you know why? What's the summary here? <sighs> yeah, this is where I was having trouble. I'm like, wait, what the hell's going on? <laughs> like, yeah, he's getting information from her at that point. Yeah, he's because kind of she's like officially Koskoff's girlfriend uh, gr- or whatever. Or... She is Koskoff's girlfriend, so Bond is seducing her to get information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretending like, to be Koskoff's because he tells Saunders. In the opera, he's like, yeah, I'm lying to her to try right, to get right. info. And then, yeah, they go to, like, the fair after that, and the hench person sells a lot of balloons uh, <laughs> and kills Saunders with, like, a sliding door or something. Yeah, yeah. Which is... That's something else. I mean, it sucks because they had such a contentious relationship through most of the movie, Bond mm-hmm. and Saunders. Like, and it was coming Saunders, around. And, yeah, they yeah. came around, and he thanked him. Like, this is good information. Thanks a lot. And then he, yeah, gets, gets killed. By a brutal sliding door. <laughs> then we, Apparently, yeah. that has happened before in real. Uh, mm. I mean, not an assassination, but some woman somewhere got killed by. Uh, we know. I think out of Sears, uh, the auto- automatic doors closed on her. Brutal. So it can happen. PSA, the, folks. This movie probably like fueled a lot of people's anxiety about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that door closed fast. Well, yeah. <laughs> Then we go to North Africa, Tangier, Tangier, to the trading conference thing. Yeah. Which is where we talk to Pushkin. And we meet Brad Whitaker. Oh, yeah, we met him, um, the weapons guy, American. Yeah. He's in Tangier, is it? I think that's where his place is, yeah. And that's where Pushkin goes to meet him Mm -hmm. and says, I don't want my weapons anymore. I want my money back. Yeah, that's when... The $50 million. We start getting an idea of what's going on kind of there, but still don't really know what... Not really, I don't think. No. Like, it still hasn't revealed that Pushkin and Koskoff are working together. Not mm-hmm. at that point. Or that that hench person even works for... Or you don't know who he's mm-hmm. working for yet. As far as we still know, at that point, Koskoff is a defector. Well, Except for actually, Bond's hunch. Yeah, but he kind of got it out of Kara. That's true. Cello yeah, Girl, yeah, yeah. where that the defection was fake. Right. Yeah, so, that's true. Kara admits it. Kind of know. Yeah. And then we're in North Africa. So, let's, yeah, let's try to get through the summary. Uh, we're in North Africa. He goes to Pushkin and tries to like kill him, get information out of him, kind of thing. Pushkin's like, "Dude, it's not me. I don't know what's going on. I promise." And yeah. he's like, "Oh, okay, okay." So, uh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "So I have to die." And he goes and does a speech, fakes his death, kind of thing. We're still talking about Pushkin. Yes, Pushkin, Pushkin fakes his death. Yep. That convinces. Koskoff that his fake defection worked. The British killed Pushkin to get them off their trail mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't really know what the whole point of that was. I guess Pushkin was on to his plan a little bit that he was going to smuggle money or use money for something else. That's why he needed Pushkin out of the way. Why he made up this story that he has re- reinstated the death to spies thing mm-hmm. and the fake defection. He needed Pushkin out of the way, I guess. That's what that whole plot was for. But we're finally moving into what the actual villain plot was a little bit. Yeah. Because then they capture Bond. Right. Right after they 
He gets away in the chase. He gets away. He hangs out with Felix, who's like this young guy. Right. But oh, yeah. And then he goes back to the hotel, sees Kara, and we find out Kara was the one who called Costco. Yes, and that's what it is. Right, right. He gets captured. Yeah. She poisons him with a shaken martini. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets captured, flown to Afghanistan. And Kara realizes the error of her ways right as he's falling asleep. And when Bond wakes that's up, right. she's yeah. already turned. Because he's kind of explaining to her his side of things or whatever happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, so now we're in Afghanistan. They're putting them in jail and whatever, and there's a great scene where they... Scene yeah. friggin' steal... Or not scene stealing. One of the scenes that steals the movie, a mm-hmm. cell scene, two outrageous characters, the mm-hmm. jailer and the prisoner, who I guess is a character later, but his laugh is outrageous. Sorry, yeah. I keep interrupting. No, no, that's good. <laughs> okay. They break out. They, they break out. They're in the Afghan... Yeah, yeah, the, the resistance camp. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of plot points there about heroin trading and security. And we had, like, at this point, we paused the movie and we we're like, all right, what, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, we had also found out at this point on the plane, uh, they had diamonds for some reason, which yeah. I don't know if they ever explicitly say this, but we assume that the 50 million that Pushkin had paid Whitaker for the weapons, they turned that into diamonds. And they use those diamonds to buy this heroin. Yeah, to then make more money off the heroin. And so that's the plot, I guess? Essentially. To Essentially. sell some fucking heroin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of that. And that's at like hour, like one hour and 45 minutes yeah, in yeah. till we find that out. Yeah. And yeah. that just leads us to a scene of Bond stealing a plane and like ditching the heroin <laughs> that everyone Basically. paid all this money Pretty for. Pretty cool, epic action. Yeah, really good And funny, scene, lots of, yeah. I mean, even leading up to the plane, the, the big climatic action scene is a bit more fun than some of the other ones. I wasn't as yeah. bored as I often am. But sorry, we can get to that after. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of the climax of the movie, right? Like the whole plane and yeah. all that suspense. Because then after that, they're just like... Um, Wrapping up the villains. Yeah, like he goes to Whitaker and fights him in his weapon lair. Uh, and then we just go to the symphony of her, uh, Kara being the star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Touring. Yeah. yeah. And then they mac out a bit. In the background. And we get to check out some Vespers as the credits roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Convoluted. That's, that's the best I could do for oh, a summer. Hey, well done. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I saw this movie, I don't know how many times, before I ever actually understood it. This was one of those ones that was just a series of fun action scenes to me i never mm. actually understood this freaking thing but yeah that's because it, it so many bond movies actually you feel like it has to be more complicated than it is but then when you like write a summary like that you realize yeah. it's just about heroin or it's just it is what it is i mean i think a lot of the complicated stuff here was like you said there's kind of two villains and there's also pushkin is also maybe a villain at some point there's like right. the defecting that was then fake but then like it's just the info about what's going on is so confusing. Like, the plot is maybe Which simple, but... I often like, like, there's not a lot of exposition dialogue. Because mm-hmm. I hate over-the-top exposition dialogue. When there's a character just explaining what's going on, there is zero of that in this movie. You really yeah, have to be paying true. attention. Well, very good summary. Do you? Mm. What do you think, Heather? That's, that, that's a more than adequate summary, yes. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> very good. Well Thank done. You. So another tip we had was maybe start with Bond because we always want to, like, we can't help but talking about him. So let's just start with that. What did you guys think of Mr. Timothy Dalton? I think he's 
maybe, and I say this slowly because I I always like the Bonds as soon as I see them. I think he might be my favorite so far. Oh wow! Yeah, I really liked him. As I knew Bond. you would. Yeah. I like the I like the way he's written, which I know has nothing mm. to do with the actor, but I quite like his mannerisms. I think he looks calm and collected and cool. Yeah. Thus far, I think he's wow. maybe my favorite. I wrote down that he's one of the most believables. Yeah. Like he's, mm. a, I don't want to say flawed, but like a little vulnerable, maybe. Mm. Or, But he's not even, that's not the right word. But he's just believable. He's just a really good actor. He sells it yeah. really well. And he's not all one thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's tough, but he also smiles a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He jokes. Like I wrote down, he's a lot more funny than I remember. I would have said he's a lot like Craig like serious and more more like I said the book Bond is which is a bit more blunt instrument serious kind of thing but he was quite charming and funny still Mm. definitely yeah at one point even like on their little uh, fair date I wrote down he's very sweet in this scene like it doesn't really seem to make sense because his motive is just to get information so it's a little over the top that it seems like he's falling in love with her it's funny that at that same scene I wrote good spy he's actually Lying and being right. an infiltrator, right. he's yeah. posing as this lover. Yeah. He doesn't actually no, like of course, her at that yeah. Point. It, but yeah, it's a, it shows a lot of variety in his acting ability and like mm. and a lot of depth to this bond to this bond specifically. I think he he shows a lot of moments where he's quite capable at things, but then also moments where he kind of rolls his eyes and you know jokes around with people. So I think he had a really good variety. I also really like him. He's not my favorite. I don't think. Um, just because he's not as like quirky and silly, maybe, mm. which I guess is what I like in Bond stuff. I didn't <laughs> right. realize that. Do you but... watch Doctor Who at all? No. Okay, well, I... you should watch Doctor Who if you like a silly, quirky. <laughs> You've tried. I've tried. Like I've me. watched oh, really? a couple episodes, and all right, all right. No. I'm a Star Trek guy, but I'm not right, a. Okay. So. Next one is finally going to be a Roger Moore. If you like the yeah. quirky, what, I'm right. very excited for you to watch Roger Moore. But I do really appreciate this like kind of more serious <laughs> Bond. And you're right, he's kind of the best one in terms of like being a spy and being cool. Yeah, man. He infiltrates, he changes disguises, mm-hmm. he uh, uses gadgets like... It's no one's friggin' yeah, business. Yeah, really this one. Cool. Yeah. Even at the beginning, they were like, "Why are they getting me to like shoot, uh, do the the sniping here, or whatever?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, you're." They said, "You're the best." So right, right. I was yeah. like, "Oh, I guess he's the best sniper." Is it weird how much I like seeing Bond smoke a cigarette? That might be because I like the books, and he basically mm. lives off booze and cigarettes and eggs in the books. Gross. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sounds good to me. But yeah, him smoking cigarettes. I, I don't know if I just don't watch enough of the Connery ones lately. But it's rare because Brosnan will smoke cigars. And I think Roger Moore smokes cigars. But only Connery and Dalton smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know. just looks classy and cool. One of the pieces that made me feel very confident in his ability to be a, a spy, the way that he understands time. Like when he oh, sets yeah. that bomb in the airplane, <laughs> he's like 10 minutes and 30 seconds. And then he stays in the airplane. And flies like, it away. Like <laughs> Right. I was like, man, if I was on that airplane 10 minutes, I'd be out of there in 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I care mean, if I know I still have 10 minutes. I do not feel confident in my ability to judge how much time I have remaining. So 
stay on there. So you think he assumed that the bomb flew out with Necros? Not that, because it's not like he was aware at that point. He's like, oh shit, I still hear it beeping. And there's like three seconds left. I Mm. do think once they're, you know, hanging from the bag, I think he wrongly assumed that his bomb had flown out of the plane. perhaps forgot because he's hanging out of a plane. (laughs) Sure, sure. But, uh, But, I mean, before that, before he takes off, that he has the the balls to just be like yeah i'm gonna stay on this plane with this ticking time bomb that's all right (laughs) yeah anything else either about timmy or bond i had that he because i said to you during he kind of looks like john ham and i was like it's kind of john ham mixed with like joaquin phoenix or something oh yeah like the way the smile is and everything yeah his ass chin maybe a little bit yeah (laughs) the way his face is i really i really like his acting Mm -hmm. yeah but he again i think it's just that he doesn't feel like Bond in the same way to yeah, me. I guess. It depends so on what you're looking for. Like mm-hmm. James Bond, like Connery's or Brosnan's, even Roger Moore and Craig are kind of out of this world. They're like not attainable, and this guy's mm-hmm. just realistic. Right, like, which yeah. is what I like. I like a spy that I can picture myself. Like I want to be a spy, right. and I could do that the way a he makes it seem. Is there any point where he was like, no fucking way I could do that? Like, say we all like work out a lot and have the right training i would say there's all of that stuff we could there wasn't anything mm. giant feats of bravery or aside from the action scene at the end hanging from the plane maybe yeah but that's like fight or flight shit mm-hmm. that's not like craig's getting his balls destroyed not caving not telling mm-hmm. like i couldn't hold up under freaking torture never mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh some of the stuff brosnan gets up to is just outrageous he's not like dalton's isn't as much of as a near superhero like Bond yeah. is sort of between regular people and a superhero. He's like in between bit. us and Batman. Yeah, he's like exactly. also yeah. not a superhero, but you know Bond at least still has enough money that he could be Batman, but he's not. Yeah, he's totally. less I, capable than that. <laughs> I've often said that that would have been a great movie: Bond versus Batman. Is like Batman versus Superman? <laughs> oh my god! At least that's like a more realistic lineup. <laughs> totally, the gadgets, the cars, the women, the. Mm-hmm. Every, the detective nature of it all. Yeah, they're very similar. And Batman's totally my favorite superhero, too. That's pretty right. funny. Oh, actually. <laughs> I, I guess I got a type. Oh, something I kind of picked, which I meant to mention to you two earlier, to have a brief discussion about it during the movie, is that I noticed a couple instances where Bond and Koskov had, like, some kind of, uh, like, romantic chemistry. Like, that Koskov yeah. was kind of crushing on on. Bond? Did you all pick up on that? Yeah. Want to talk about him for a minute? Sure. What an outrageous character. Yeah, I think he was just... <laughs> I don't know if that was crushing or if he was just... Uh, that's him playing his part. Like He was pretending right. to turn, right? Like He was gushing a little too much. There was a, a parallel, I noticed. So at the beginning, when he first sees Bond, he's like, Oh, like Bond, I love you. Like Hugs him and all this stuff. At the end, he acts the same way towards Pushkin. Right. He's like, Oh, thanks for saving me. Hugs him. He's like, it's... Oh my gosh, but... Yeah. Shoot, I don't want to talk about him too much, and all of a sudden I like him because I'm not a big fan of this character. No. But that almost makes it seem like he's smarter than I realize. Like, that's his mm-hmm. role. He's almost a spy himself. Like yeah, he, yeah. That's how he got to hit the powerful position he's in is just ass-kissing. He's a yes-man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When he first introduces... When he, you know, first sees Bond and comes over and gives him that great big hug at the beginning, Bond says, not now, later. Which to me was sort of <laughs> like... Hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when he sees his girl... When Bond meets his girlfriend, Kara, uh, she says, like, you know, are you a friend of Koskov's? And he says something like, well, let's say we've had some experiences. Wow. And yeah, something yeah. that kind of alluded to, like, they dated or something. Yeah, interesting. Which interesting. I know you... I've heard you, Rob, talk before about another movie. It wasn't this one 
where I think it's another double O is maybe considered yeah, in, a, an old fling. Uh, yeah, there's two. Fling, so in maybe. Goldeneye and in Skyfall, he okay. alludes to the fact that he's been with men. Yeah, right. I mean, people listening who are Goldeneye fans are going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? But how personal he takes it that Trevelyan betrayed him, it definitely seems like they were closer than just co-agents. And that, Right, mm. I was going to say, that's the other double O, is yeah, it? Yeah, okay, yeah. I forget he's 006, 006. Anyway, so I thought that was interesting. Another one to chalk up to the maybe Bond is a bit queer. Yeah, totally. I mean, he absolutely yeah. is. Totally. A little bit. He's not all the way anything. He's James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rewatching Game of Thrones right now. He, rem- in that way, kind of like Jamie Lannister, who has his own kind of, I know Lannister's a villain, blah, 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 but has his own sense of, uh, like, he's just different than anybody else. Own sense <laughs> of honor, his own code. His own compass. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't, are you straight? Are you gay? Are you queer? Well, it doesn't even occur to him. He's like, fuck off. I'm James Bond. That's what I am and who I am. <laughs> yeah. Did any of his uh, outfits or anything stand out? Friggin' 80s. <laughs> I loved the suit that turned into like a Velcro. Like he, oh, right the Star Paper thing. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought that was, that was awesome. So good. I yeah. want that. <laughs> That'd be great for like going to the theater and yeah. you like look so classy and then you button it up and you're like ready for winter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah and or it looked, sniping someone. And it looked cool too. You know, it wasn't mm. just warm and toasty. It also looked fucking awesome. I liked him in Afghanistan. It was just a cool different yeah. look, but mm-hmm. there, was, there wasn't anything where I was like, damn, I want that in this one. Mm. <laughs> Besides maybe that jacket, I guess. I had like money penny written down for that. Oh yeah, she was looking yeah. fantastic. Yes, for sure. Loved those great. pants. Loved her yeah. shirt. I really liked Kara's final orchestral dress that she was wearing. Nice. It was really beautiful. Cool. Other than that, nothing much stood out. What did y'all think of the uh, pre-title? We talk about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. The Gibraltar scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty neat, eh? It was nice to see Gibraltar. Look mm-hmm. cool. And there was a monkey there. Yeah, because yeah. the monk, that's right, monkeys are there and they steal stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's one of those, it's one of the good cases of them using a location really well. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a lot of establishing shots of it. They use the monkeys. They drive all the way down the mountain, climb up it. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on a lot of people's favorites, I think. And like pretty action-packed him hanging from the roof like totally. this is his first scene as James Bond and he mm-hmm. comes out of the gate pretty strong I think mm-hmm. and you were saying how they build like suspense a little bit like because there's like a few double O agents yeah, there which one is like, it yeah 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 I yeah like I quite that. like that yeah man uh friggin M's office on his plane is hilarious Very like silly. <laughs> it opens up and you think they're back in London or whatever and he's about to give orders to Bond and then it like zooms out and you realize they're on a friggin plane yeah, and he stresses really out that funny. his papers are blowing everywhere yeah <laughs> that opens like the humor in this movie is gonna be subtle but really good yeah yeah, there, yeah. yeah, it was yeah there was a few moments when the three of us laughed out loud yeah oh yeah didn't happen in the other movie we watched in <laughs> yeah. Gold, there, there in were finger there were a few out loud cringes in Goldfinger, but yes. never out loud laughs. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's funny. You guys definitely laughed at the, like when he was parachuting, and you're like, oh, boat full of naked women. I mean, it was one <laughs> naked woman. And then, oh, yeah. But, but yeah, and then she was like, oh, when am I going to find a man? And yeah. then little Bond like falls on top of her. Yeah. yeah. I like Do you that, like that uh, kind of thing, or is it like just too cringy, eye rolly? It was funny to me here yeah yeah and i think you're kind of expecting that in a movie like this yeah so it's kind of nice and i uh 
I quite liked how he he lands and immediately asks for the phone. Like he's still on a mission. I mean, I know mm. he's not on a mission, but he, it kind too. of fell into his lap. But then yes, he indulges in the pleasure that has See, just kind of fallen into his lap. <laughs> he is quite all business, but still a bit of pleasure. Like totally. da- Daniel Craig in Casino Royale when he's in the Bahamas and the guy he's chasing's girlfriend says, "Oh, he's heading to Florida. We have all night." He calls room service gets some caviar and a bottle of champagne and orders one glass and takes off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every other Bond would have stuck around for an hour or two to have the caviar, champagne, and a bit of a lay first and then follow the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Craig's all the way all business. Mm-hmm. This guy's like, all right, I can take an extra hour before I report how my two buddies were just murdered. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm leading again, even though we said you oh, know, should. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of the song? Oh... Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I have I have no like I like it. It's boppy. Mm. It's boppy. It to me it doesn't sound like a Bond song to me. There's View to a Kill doesn't either, and it's a lot of people's favorites. Like these eighties ones. (laughs) Right. Like this is a great song. Yeah. This is one that you can listen to in the car and it's just it's Mm. totally fine. It It doesn't super eighties though, for sure. Which I don't mind at all, Uh but uh when you uh Uh pointed out pointed out during the movie that it um it was re- recurring i in thought it fit in the score yeah oh shoot i meant to write down there was one scene and it was kind of oh it was when he was sweating uh pushkin in the hotel it, it queued up quite yeah. loudly and noticeably at kind of a important turning point and mm-hmm. i really noticed it that was pretty cool yeah mm. Uh, the music was really good in general. In yeah, this, the score. The yeah. score was like really good chords and brassiness. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a thing I wanted to say about the music too. Is I felt like music was a big part of this one. I mean, yeah. obviously with Kara and playing, she's like the cellist and makes Bond like drag her cello everywhere and stuff like that, <laughs> which is really funny. I want to. I want to know what she said to convince him to go get the cello. He's like, we don't yeah. have time. We have ten minutes. And then cut to them kind of, there. They're there. He's just rolling his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I went to music school, so I, this rings true for me. You know. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I carried a big bass around. It's annoying. Oh anyway, <laughs> could uh, you use that case as a sled? I had a soft case, so okay, so, so no, but a hard cello case, yeah, for yeah. sure, definitely. Yeah. All right, because that's often just try it out. so silly, is what a lot of people say. But and obviously no. it is, but it's fun. I enjoyed it. They're pretty sturdy. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that. The end of that. I mean, the whole scene was great, but I really liked the end of that scene where he's like, "Just flash this to them. We have nothing to declare." Throws the cello over the guardrail and, and catches it. Yeah. Away. I think you had your head down mm. and were taking a note right as that happened. Unfortunately, oh, right. yeah, that's yeah. very funny. Yeah, as far as the music goes, like mm-hmm. you you had mentioned at one point that you thought Kara was actually playing the cello. Did that yeah. maintain throughout the movie? Yeah, I think I don't know if she's an amateur or good cellist or whatever but she like it's believable like a lot of times as a musician you watch something and you're like uh, they're not like those notes don't match up that isn't right. that's not how you play that or right, right. but this one this one worked really well oh, yeah well, sure. i'm glad she was good at one thing whoa oh man anything uh I just, for the score, I just wrote 80s Bond, exclamation mark. Like, it was like the Bond theme with like that 80s yes, like, the, fake drum sound. Exactly. <laughs> like it was the theme. It's still John Barry, yeah. but yeah, with a little 80s mixed in. 
Yeah, I did like, like you said, Adam, I like the horns and the strings that were yeah. kind of incorporated into this. It was a bit less like, I don't know what usually the bond when I hear it is that and it's really low. I don't know what the instrument is, but it's low. guitar Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's like a bassy guitar. But this was more horns and strings, and I really And more like kind of lush, like chords and, and yeah. just like they strayed more from the bond theme than they do in you know goldfinger for example <laughs> right yeah which is really good i think it felt like it tied it into the the theme of orchestra which kept kind yeah. of recurring throughout which was really nice that's cool and they well we're still on music i think just music was there so much like the mm. henchman always had his headphones oh, yeah, on right. he was yeah. just jamming out to probably like popular songs of the day uh, even we had the Ghetto Blaster gadget. Oh, yeah. It was yes. really funny. Um, what other or music things? Oh, the whistling key thing. The whistling key yeah, thing yeah. was a big thing. Yeah, and I've thing. never noticed that. That's even awesome. Even when they go in Tangier, there was like some people playing instruments walking yeah. up to oh, their yeah, car. The, the, totally. what, what do you call yeah. those? The hand cymbals? I always <laughs> call them timbales, I think. but that's okay. not true. <laughs> They're in yeah. another movie as well they're yeah. from Russia with love so you can tell like someone was like we're gonna this is gonna be music. full of music yeah it's that's a cool great. thing right now I've, I've never noticed that before well you mentioned the uh, the whistle thing I know that you don't necessarily look for this yet Heather we've watched quite a few and Adam the gadgets but this one was as I said earlier just chock full of them totally yeah. so, so many things you chuckled a few times because they are a little silly but I mean, it's also the 80s. The freaking ghetto blaster is ridiculous. Q's office is always ridiculous. Mm. But the Oh, the couch that the holds the guy <laughs> in. he sits yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was great. But the gadgets in the field were pre- like those goggles that he uses. He, mm. he has like multiple different types of binoculars in this one. Yeah. He's got the glasses ones. And he's got like the weird one that looks like the, uh, what was that toy called as a kid? Where you put the... Uh, viewfinder. Is that what the, the, you right? put like little pictures into it or something yeah yeah that's that. what it looked like at yeah. the start of the movie at the orchestra or whatever when he first mm. sees Kara he puts that right up to his face it's so obvious but. yeah but I mean at, like at the opera you often yeah I guess yeah. you have those right. yeah. Well, yeah. okay maybe <laughs> yeah um, uh, even the um, exploding milk that the henchman had lots of explosions in yeah this. yeah oh, when gosh. I was writing about the actions and stunts or the action and stunts I just had milk bombs <laughs> <laughs> that was so that I was love great. that scene yeah kind yeah. of similar to a gadget but there's a lot of disguises in this it was a disguise palooza like definitely the henchman goes through a bazillion <laughs> yeah. and he you know Kaskov and you guys aren't Hitman fans but he's basically Agent 47 in this like how he he disguises <laughs> himself as a milkman and literally brings milk in and he has to get frisked and all and he yeah put a guy in the freezer it is totally yeah, yeah. the video game Hitman it's awesome and then changes into like the doctor costume yeah exactly drives yeah. an ambulance yeah it's so but, cool and we, I feel like we even had Bond doing some disguises at some point like I mean the the turban thing at the end is yeah. a big thing oh, well it was a little it kept falling down and he is just so yeah. obviously a British dude yeah. <laughs> but yeah. whatever yeah yeah. Oh, oh, is Timothy Dalton British? He's Welsh. Welsh. Yeah. Well, I think Daniel Craig's the only English Bond because Connery is Scottish uh, Lazenby's Australian Roger Moore Roger Moore might be English where's Roger Moore from? T. Dalt is... <laughs> Welsh and Brazzy's Irish. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so we need a Canadian. Mm-hmm. Are you up for it? Oh, yeah. Queen. Oh, am I? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he says. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would be, as long as the Queen's on the money, I don't want to see any American, American Bond, but Burt mm. Reynolds almost played him in the mm. 60s. That would have been horrible. Mm. Different take. Anywho, there's a tangent. 
Actually, let's let's go on that tangent. Do you know of any Canadian actors who could do it? We're we're at a point here where a mm. lot of conversation happening about who's going to be the next Bond. Mm. I don't like him much, but the only one who's like the age and is handsome that I can think of is uh, Ryan. Don't say it. Don't even finish Gosling. that thought. Yeah, Rob. I don't like him at all, but. No. Ryan Reynolds too, but yeah, he, Ryan Reynolds could do it. Yeah, I I would prefer yeah. a Ryan Reynolds to a Ryan Gosling. God, but yeah. I mean that's just me. I can't think of Canadian actors. Howie no. Mandel, <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey, uh, Jim Carrey. Just throw out some Canadian. I mean, Mike Myers hilarious. basically played him in Austin Powers. He's a little old now. Yeah, let him do it. <laughs> That'd be a dream come true for him. Uh, what did you think of uh, his Aston Martin? Okay. Ta- talking about freaking gadgets it was yeah. decked he was, out uh, unlike in Goldfinger I don't know if it's inappropriate to continuously refer to the last podcast well, that's right. whatever. there are no rules here it'll encourage people to go back and listen if you yeah. haven't yeah. Um, in Goldfinger he has no idea what buttons he's pushing he's just kind of like well I'll try this and then this <laughs> whereas in this one he knows what he's doing yeah he's a pro cool <laughs> yeah I agree yeah uh it's like he had used it before because he said, I'm taking the Aston Martin. Yeah. Hey, I just got a new paint job. It's not like this is your brand new vehicle yeah. and here's the manual that you will not well, read. Like, like that thing where um, they're driving next to the, the car and they use the laser to like cut it off. <laughs> yeah. and it was just like a better version of that spike from Goldfinger. Right. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it was just better. I know what I'm just doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little silly with the uh, the rim cutting the ice. Like when the ice actually goes, oh, you see yeah. it's like a foot <laughs> deep, the ice, yeah. but whatever. And oh, the missile at the trailer, a little reckless of Bond. Like all those mm. cops were right there. There could have even still been a guy in that truck and he just blows it up Man, to get through. And the, care. Oh, these aren't like foot soldiers. These were cops. Mm. And I think they were still in Bratislava at that point, heading mm. to Austria, right? Right. I think so, yeah. Bird yeah. here, you defending the cops. <laughs> <laughs> True, but I mean, I don't like them, but they're out there. They don't have to die. <laughs> but I mean, and only just to save her. Yeah. Ugh. Well, and his life. At that point, it's the stakes are his life. I guess. You know? Yeah, that's... that's fine. And certainly not the first time innocent <laughs> cops or foot soldiers yeah. die in Bond's path. So next, we want to talk about the sets and locations a little bit. Sure. What did you, what did you think, Rob? <laughs> uh, well, this is a, certainly a good globe-trotting Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Man, he goes to a lot of places. It's weird to see him go back. He often will yeah. like bounce or like if there was a map, he's just kind of if, if you were tracing it, it's all over the place. Usually just Europe or Asia or whatever, it's like in this one. He goes like to Czech and then to Austria and then like ends up back in Czech and then yeah. Back in and we Austria. go to Tangier twice. He's like hopping yeah, around quite and, a lot, and yeah. to uh, where was the other place besides Tangier? Afghanistan. He only no, went there once. Maybe it's MI6 Austria, ones? Tangier. Because it was a little confusing where the bases were. Like where Whitaker was, where Costco was hiding out, where that. So where that conference was, that was Tangier, right? Yeah. Okay. North African Trading S- Conference. So why were. What was happening in Austria? Uh, um, Austria was where they would come out of Czech. Okay. Just the, to, the, say, to just get out of Russia. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, just okay. like the Trans Siberian Pipeline or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Russia. Similar to the newer movies, this one's right at the cusp of that. Like, this is the latter half of the movies. The sets are a bit less impressive. The locations were great. I love how much he traveled. Mm -hmm. Afghanistan was cool, seeing him there. And uh, I love the Gibraltar, which we already talked about. And I 
anytime bonds in the snow i love it mm -hmm. so i liked all the outdoor shooting on location stuff but the sets didn't really stand out to me besides <laughs> the plane at the start m's office which i've already talked about and uh the mujahideen base was really cool and the jail cell was really cool like those were the only interiors that were really noteworthy to me when they rode into the mujahideen base it was a really big set yeah, and all of the rooms at that base were really lush and cool and huge and remember i was like damn yeah. i want to go stay at that hotel yeah. yeah yeah i also would add to that list the uh felix cia tiny little office oh yeah, in the yacht the boat, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. yeah it just felt so cramped and uh, you could tell that it was a set in the studio like Absolutely, that there was yeah. just like a couple monitors and some cardboard boxes on top of it <laughs> right right um and i also quite like the hotel room that kara's waiting in when she poisons him oh, i yeah, thought that yeah, was, that a, was beautiful, a beautiful yeah. big room and she's That's up right. on this elevated platform playing the cello and he walks in That's it was right. just a really beautiful shot yeah, have you ever? I don't really have ever been in a hotel room that's levels. that's as grand as the hotel rooms James Bond goes to. Yeah, Granted, yeah. he only he always goes to the best ones, and yeah, I've never been able James to afford Bond. that. But yeah. still, those are some huge hotel rooms, yeah. bigger than my friggin' house. <laughs> the other location that I really liked is just the check part for me. So part of why I yeah said it was special to me. I mean, music. I did a whole music degree. That's been a huge thing for me, and this is a huge thing in the movie. Mm. And I lived in Poland for a year, so it was kind of like nostalgic in a way, seeing yeah. this old like Czecho Slovakia, all that stuff. Because I was like, oh yeah, I, like it's very familiar. I cool. love all the uh, Soviet Russian stuff that was there too. Mm. It's just really cool. Like yeah. they they do a lot of work with the set design there, with the hammer and sickle and the red star everywhere. Like yeah, they really emphasize yeah. we're in Russia. And just and the architecture is, and stuff yeah. too. Yeah, like Co all the cobblestones <laughs> and yeah. That's yeah. That's exactly what Poland lo looks like. Like the concrete buildings and it's all like very gray and yeah. sad and <laughs> stuff like that. But but it's yeah. I don't know. That's Even. Cool. Um, What's the? It's exotic still, even though it's kind of sad. It's yeah. pretty cool. Like that's a part of what's so awesome about him traveling all over the place. How exotic and different all these places are. And what was the uh, the death and despair phrase again? Schmierze. Oh, uh, death despise. Yeah. Schmidt Spierinen. Yeah. Because <laughs> the word in Polish is also schmierze or whatever it is. Schmierz is death. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry, you mentioned the CIA boat thing office yeah. it was very funny when they just have their introductions and then he looks down at those ridiculous looking monitors and so what's all this tell me what's going on here like you can just <laughs> tell they're investigating something even though those computers looked ridiculous like <laughs> yeah. he wasn't investigating anything like that yeah. that set was a little silly but so tell me what you've been up to what are you guys like mm -hmm. we've been coming at this from both ends you fill me in on your end and <laughs> like he he knew that he was investigating something based like he looked down at those computers and oh i see we're onto the same thing even though there's no way uh did you like the action scenes in this one i did did I any stand outs we mentioned the, the bladen uh m's like estate place that action mm. scene was pretty great yeah i thought that that fight mm -hmm. sequence was awesome the like, kitchen fight yeah, yeah was so good. really convincing the bodyguard put up a damn good fight yeah <laughs> oh yeah that was a good raw fight for someone when james bond wasn't involved at all yeah, yeah. yeah just a regular guard everybody else is kind of inept yeah like, exactly this guard was he was really putting up a fight which it was awesome if it's m's like place yeah then it should yeah, be like one of the best. yeah yeah i like that well we got to talk about him later necros but uh i like that he fights a lot of people and he obviously murders a lot of people but not willy-nilly he doesn't just kill everybody like that guy mm -hmm. even he didn't kill 
uh, and when they like took off in the helicopter, like there was the guy who they were sort of dragging along with them the whole way. Some movies they would have like taken him on and then biffed him off the helicopter as soon as they were in the air. But he was again, he's like Agent Forty Seven. He's mm-hmm. there for a specific job and not killing everybody. Right. I, I mean, I it like would have been way too suspicious to have the paramedic throw somebody out of the yeah, helicopter. But again, as soon as they took off, that guy was going to tell them. It's no more suspicious than that. Like he's going to, you know sound the alarm or whatever but that action sequence it was also smart that he took the walkie-talkie and said there's a gas leak to account for all the explosions yeah, yeah that was great yeah, yeah. super that cool that was smart yeah I really liked the plot of Koskov defecting more than all of the drug and money diamond thing that was happening I wish that that had been more of the plot because I felt like those action sequences I really enjoyed mm-hmm. whereas like the like the Afghanistan airport action scene i found very confusing who's who who's who what's going yeah. on how do they know to stop kara like what like if you were so there confusing. you would have no yeah. idea what to do there's just guns everywhere yeah and i did was, find it more maybe it's just because there were a few funny and cringe scenes like i wasn't like i said earlier i wasn't bored in that scene but you're mm-hmm. right it doesn't necessarily make a lot, it was of, just sense. a lot of chaos and then cutting to kara like doing nothing for no right. reason just standing there like <laughs> that, trying to yeah. get james to wave at her Oh my gosh! Yeah. But yeah, even, I did. I was bored in that scene. I found oh, really? it quite long, and to like to know, I don't know. There was there was seemingly no purpose. Like, why is Bond driving away with these drugs? Yeah, and nobody's and wh- really yeah. trying to stop him. Well, successfully. the villains kept saying, Koskov kept saying, block the yeah, but block the runway like, and to just his just to his, Necros there, right. and they did, and that other weird general guy who I never caught his name, like his third in command. Uh, he went. He gra- grabbed the oil truck to try to block it, mm-hmm. and then the Mujahideen really saved the day. Yeah. They stopped him at every turn to yeah. stop the plane. It just seemed like yeah, why there s- wasn't a coordinated, organized I, effort to do one thing. Bond was taking off. He was just going to blow it up, but then he got caught, and he was surrounded, so he mm-hmm. decided yeah. to fly away with it. That's why he was flying away. Yeah, yeah it made sense like afterwards, but during, it's just so... You're like... I, at first, I was like, why is the plane even important? I didn't put together that the heroin was on the plane. Okay. You know? So that's, I, I mean, that's often the case with giant set pieces, with yeah. big action scenes. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell is actually going on? Yeah. It's, it's just a... I almost said festival. That's not the word. There's my hangover creeping in again. <laughs> uh, coffee's wearing off. Coffee's wearing off. Fanfare. No. And like an extravaganza. It's just a... Mm-hmm show you know spectacle. it's just a spectacle i think that's the word i was looking yeah, for thank you like that. yeah it's just a big spectacle mm-hmm. but i s- really liked the air the airplane scene once yeah. they were in the yeah. airplane great that stuff. was really great good. that really caught my attention it was so well intense it was really intense it was quite suspenseful and then you think it's all resolved he's back in the plane and he gets to the front and oh my gosh they're gonna hit a mountain yeah. <laughs> so Use- it, it's useless Kara almost yeah. kills them and again and then the and then the gas is leaking and they have to get yeah. out like that was all really well done i thought it was just the airport scene that i felt like dragged on and on sure it was kind of a good parallel to the is it in quantum that Craig has a plane scene yep, in yep. also rocky kind of area. Yep. Yeah, this one few... was way better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got so bored in that Craig one. In the plane fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, like I said, this isn't one that I've watched a lot, but there were, in some of the later movies, the Craig ones, they give some nods to this. You know, when mm-hmm. the captain of the Mujahideen, the guy who went to Oxford, he was driving the bulldozer? The f- yeah, yeah. That, and he f- drives through the fence and then uses the bucket to block the bullets and then pick up the grenades that happens in Casino Royale yeah I remember that yeah at the start yeah what other stunts was there that 
just that one was the big one hanging from the plane. Cello sledding. Cello sledding. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that whole car chase was pretty good. Yeah, like a bit more of an entertaining car chase than some of the ones we've seen. At the faux assassination of Pushkin, there was the rooftop chase scene oh, yeah. that I said kind of reminded me of like Aladdin right. jumping all around. You said and, there was uh, a deleted yeah, scene. Yeah, I was like, remind me of this. I didn't want to say it during it because I want to hear your reaction. Uh, <laughs> and luckily they cut cut it. it. There's a deleted scene and they didn't add special effects so it looks even worse. Bond grabs a carpet, throws it on an electrical wire that makes it kind of snap up tight and he jumps on it and slides down to like a magic carpet to slide oh down to God. another roof. <laughs> oh. It looks like he, yeah, it's brutal. Oh no, yeah, yeah that that belongs in a Bond, but not this not one. Not this one, exactly. <laughs> that belongs Maybe, in a silly Bond. Yeah, Roger Moore could have pulled it off in Octopussy probably, but yeah, it, and it looks horrible. <laughs> so like it's a, they totally are aware that what they're doing is like related to like Aladdin? Is that, or, is that the it's, reference? And it's just cultural appropriation stuff. Oh. Like they're in yeah, an Arab sure. country so let's do a magic carpet ride. Yeah, exactly. So it's inappropriate and it looked terrible and it's silly. Just that's a good cut. Oftentimes you see a deleted scene, you're like, oh, damn, why didn't they put that in? That one was a good cut. Yeah, well done. <laughs> good. Yeah, I loved when they fly the plane around to save the uh, Mujahideen retreating and blow up the bridge. That miniature is really cool. The yeah. the shot from the bottom watching the bridge come down. I liked mm. that a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, there weren't a lot of noticeable miniatures in this one, besides when vehicles or the plane or the bridge were blowing up. Those were the only ones that stood out. As you guys know, I'm a sucker for miniatures, and that, that one was a pretty good one. Mm. Is it the DB5? Is that the, the car? No, no it's this Aston one's Martin. A, well, the Aston Martin is all... The DB5 is an Aston Martin. This one's the V... Oh. A, V, something? I'll look okay, it up. Well, but it is, it's car, also an Aston Martin, but and, it's not. And they're on skis. The car is skiing. Oh, and then yeah. they go over that ramp. And then the the cop car is trying to do the same thing, and it just goes into <laughs> the shed. I like that. <laughs> I really liked when Bond's car went into like the, the, the little shed. Oh, okay. And it was just wearing the shed <laughs> right. as a little... That was, was so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good scene. <laughs> yeah, it is the V8. That's his car, mm. which is coming back in no time to die. That's the tomato juice, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's also that, yeah. <laughs> it seems like we're mostly enjoying this, so I don't want to end on a low note. Let's get Kara out of the way. Besides Money Penny, the only well, that that's a bad tick on this movie. No females. Besides well, Kara. The first note I have is the in Czech, the one who helps him smuggle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the guy across the border, yeah, the she pipe was tech. Awesome. She was great. Yeah, she's yeah. hilarious. I forgot about that. We didn't talk about yeah. that scene. What kind of That's girl do you think boots. I am? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because that goes both ways. Some people are like cringing and rolling their eyes, and that's the type of misogyny that gives Bond a bad name. But it's name, like but... that's impe- like an empowered woman. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Right. I'm glad you guys agree, and it's yeah. funny. Because at first, but I had even said, like, you know, she's the technician. Why isn't she pulling the lever? And Bond can go deal with this, you know, right, guy right. if he's just going to knock him out. Because she's carrying the wrench as though that's what she's going to do. That's the joke, yeah. And then yeah. It's, it's a trick. She's going to use her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Which is the first of two times people are distracted by boobs in this movie. That's true, in this yeah. movie alone. That's so funny. But it's, I mean, I'm not much of a boob guy, I guess. But <laughs> who is that into boobs? Where he's just like, it's like he's hammered. 
murdered by them. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, she... might, he probably is. I guess. I think it's a bit of asphyxiation, too, though. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, like, alarms and bells and whistles going off in the background, and his eyes are just crossed, just, oh, boobs, <laughs> just drowning in cleavage. Yeah. The second time, it's much less consensual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Just, yeah. That Stay shirt's even there. ripped. Yeah, there Got was your... twice that Bond ripped a shirt, and I couldn't tell if it was just because the, the camera cut. I couldn't tell if it was the sound, if it was, like, the Foley artistry that made it sound like it was ripping the shirt, but if he didn't actually do it. Because there's no need for him to rip her. She was wearing her, a robe. Right, it's just a robe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then similarly, when uh, and, he pulls down Kara's sleeve to look at oh, her. Oh, ripped, yeah. And it, that was a rip sound, too, but it, you wouldn't need to. It's probably similar to how, like, the bullets sound really funny in this one, like, right. with the whistle sounds and all that stuff, because right. it's just all Foley, like, over the top. It's yeah, in the yeah. 80s, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like they have, like, I mean, a they, synthesizer they did that <laughs> has, like, a All the old ones, too. Sound. Like, the sound effects are a little silly sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Over the top. Yeah, that the second boob distraction was mm. beyond a side boob. That was a full-on nipple, and you don't get that yeah. in uh, yeah. James Bond very often. No, definitely that not. one was when the, uh, it was Pushkin, right? Yeah, like, Pushkin's bodyguard. Girl. Was that his wife or what? Because she was bawling when he got shot. Like she wasn't just some. Oh, random... I didn't pick up I that. That was so, the same yeah. woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like because Bond yeah. was watching him arrive at that hotel, and he gave her a big kiss when they when he arrived. He came with yeah. flowers and everything. Yeah, yeah. flowers, and right. then she, although he knocked when he arrived at the ho- her hotel. So maybe it's a girlfriend there or something. Or maybe he just wanted to make sure she was decent. Maybe they have some... Or indecent. <laughs> that Oh, speaking of that scene, I don't know why, but it really stood out. When he uh, opens the door, and then as he closes it, Bond just comes out of the shadow and pulls his pistol yeah. out. I yeah. loved that shot. That he looked cool. really sinister there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I like. I really like Dalton's range. Yeah, there was a brief female scene where they're going through all the KGB female assassins. At money oh, pennies yeah. going through them. Oh right, right. That was specialty. Was there was like exploding a, teddy bear. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the one who looked like a little girl. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought clever. that was kind of interesting. Yeah, a clever way to at least get a few more ladies in there. Yeah, mm. and then there's Pushkin's lady. There's oh Felix's two pickup ladies. Oh yeah, drive, that uh, was good. Yeah, they were cool. I mean, like they were nothing. You know, all all of the female characters in this are really nothing. Like yeah. they could easily be replaced by anybody. So that's too bad. Except for Kara. And then there's Kara. Kara, and... Money Penny. I, sorry, before we go to Kara, I really like Money Penny's character because yeah. she's she seems much more involved in the operations than she does mm, in other She's movies. like the hacker too. Like, yeah, yeah, like she's doing mm. research and like briefing him rather than just like. M secretary. Totally. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I, I like that choice too. Yeah, very and good. she's like They're, down in the lab. Yeah, yeah. They go with that a bit more with Craig's as well. But yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I liked her. She only does these two. She does Dalton's too, unfortunately. It's too bad. She, yeah, she's she's pretty great. Very she's super hot. hot. <laughs> yeah. Caroline Bliss, I think, is the actress's name or something. Oh, yeah. is that cool. it? Good cool. name. Yeah, that brings us to Kara. And the one good thing about her is she can she's... play the cello. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need a bar. For which the worst Bond girls can be judged, and it's going to be hard to get one worse, from in my yeah. opinion. In terms of at least like, whenever I think about like a female lead character, I always just wonder like how integral is she really to this plot? And I think Kara is quite integral to the plot. Like she, yeah. she's the girlfriend. She, she's helping Bond find out where this guy he's looking for the, is. The even way they know. find Whitaker is because she has a Stradivarius cello, which yeah. Yeah, yeah. is like a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So we just have a different barometer of what makes a good I'm not thing. I'm not saying she's a I'm not saying she's a good no. character. No, no. I'm just saying she, she's necessary. she's a she's a lead 
She's definitely a lead. She's and important. she's actually and an important. I, she's not just like in there because she, she's not a lead because she has enough screen time. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I I'm almost uncomfortable at the end that they actually it looks like they're sleeping together because they make her so unintelligent that it almost she's like Mm -hmm. michael scott unintelligent like Mm -hmm. probably needs assistance at some point like it's almost uncomfortable i find and how much she screws up and he even knows he like keeps rolling his eyes at her when she pulls up next to him in the plane and he's like what are you doing (laughs) yeah yeah. all right fine hop in if you're gonna honk at me (laughs) like she doesn't need to be there and she still doesn't doesn't understand he's like drive around back and come in and she's like what and he rolls his eyes and says it again and she's like trying to help with that plane fight scene and like opens the hatch or something and almost kills i know i was like what are you doing yeah she's useless Like, we were talking about Pussy Galore in the last episode and how she's so friggin'... Like, there's two different types of Bond girls. That, Pussy Galore, really strong, a cha- mm-hmm. an equal to Bond, or more of a damsel, which this one is. Yeah. There's a few other ones like yeah. her. She and- veers off, or tries to veer off from it a few times. Like, when she grabs that guy's gun and just on horseback goes after Bond. Well, yeah. good. there's like that 10 minutes right at the end where, yeah, yeah she steals the AK and chases after Bond mm-hmm. and is really cool until she gets in that friggin' she, Jeep. She has yeah. potential, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's what I wrote, is that I think she has good character development. Like, she starts out as this kind of nobody, like, she's just, well, I mean, she... I if it's just a bad actress, too. Because she kind of, no, like... Well, it's but, her, I think it's the way she's written. But I think that she grows and she's learning throughout. Yeah. And I think if you... <laughs> If you continued to see her with Bond in like several I, movies, I think she would get better. I think I, think so I don't think too. she grows. I think she gets worse. Like in the intro, you don't really know much about her, and she, of course, she has potential. But she buys Bond's bullshit right away, falls for him way too quick, cheats on her boyfriend. You know, she's still supposedly with Koskoff at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's only been two days. What am I gonna do with you? Oh. I've never heard of a Ferris wheel before. They stop sometimes. <laughs> Do you think everything's okay? <laughs> oh my god. She's unbearable. Yeah, I don't think that she grows. There's just randomly out of nowhere in the climax, she's a hero for 10 minutes and then remembers her role to be just an idiot. <laughs> Sorry. I, I feel pretty strongly about this. Yeah, she just oh, kept yeah. bugging me. Oh, yeah. man. oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like, and she's, I, she's I, definitely not, uh, she couldn't be doing this on her own. But I can see that you know with with other people's influence she would become better i think she's just always like you know when you see how koskov is treating her he's having her make coffee and you know do little errands for her but then when she's with bond she's actually he's like here fly a plane for me and the second time around she does a lot better (laughs) and i mean she's just like probably just playing cello her whole life you know she's not she's not a spy she's not in the military she's not pussy galore she's not any of those things she's a great cellist I and might be a little it. bit. Yeah. It's rare that I find something I don't like in these movies, so I mm-hmm. feel like I gotta jump on this oh, one you thing. Should. Yeah, because yeah. sure. I'm almost always the one defending all the nonsense. And this, I, I don't know. I don't like her. Yeah. She's low tier Bond women for me. Totally. Which and maybe also comparing uh, his other movie, it's one of my top, definitely top five Bond girls is in the next one. Uh, Dalton's next one. Mm-hmm. 
I just would like to know more about her backstory of playing the cello yes. and, uh, you know, how she didn't lose this gig when she was just MIA for like, how long was this? Se- several, several days. Several days at least. least. Well, like she I was mean, not at rehearsal, missed probably some shows. It's pretty corrupt, right? Like she got like the leader of Russia's whatever. Like, yeah, that's true. In there. That's she was true. playing with a bullet hole in her cello as the solo. I was just going to ask, tell us about that, Mr. Music Man. I Could- just like, I, so I, I played double bass in orchestras and stuff and when my bass had issues and like the wood was coming apart it like rattles and sounds awful so yeah. i can't imagine what a bullet hole <laughs> in a stradivarius would sound like but <laughs> who knows it's just a, what are those f shaped holes they're, called they're called f holes are they called f holes <laughs> yeah. wow look at me and my knowledge you know it's just a bullet hole f hole <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked kind of clean, so I'm like, maybe. But, you know, it's not like the bullet would go through and then stop I guess inside. there's a it hole in the back, too, It would go all the way through, wouldn't sure. you think? And there would be some cracking or splintering totally or something. Cracking. Unless it was a like really good the... bullet, like one of those steel tip ones that they were using to get clean through body through. armor. But you don't, mm. you wouldn't want a hole in the back. That would really disrupt the I mean, sound, wouldn't it? Talking about the believability, I don't think the cello would have survived all it went through. Right. Like, it was in that car chase in the back seat, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even in the hard shell case. Yeah, he was yeah, just, exactly. Just waving it around. Yeah, there's some continuity it. issues there. Like, yeah. depending on where the shot was, the cello was in a different position. Yeah. Timothy didn't know what to do with it. That's a question for your for your listeners to research and leave in the comments below. How many cellos do you think they actually went through in this <laughs> yeah, movie? The, yeah. yeah, how many did they have to order from the prop department? There, there should be a trigger warning for cellists. This movie is traumatizing. Cello abuse. Um, (laughs) This is way back, but I I had a note here. Uh, What did you think of the pipeline escape? I kind of want to go on that ride. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote pipeline lol. Yeah. (laughs) Lol? uh, Like LOL? LOL. Yeah, okay. All the people like, what is that? That doesn't sound like oil. What is that? (laughs) Like the dog? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. And just no indication of how long this pipe ride is going to be. Yeah. But it, it yeah. made it seem like it was instant. Yeah, like not long at all. Like a few moments, and then he was It in. might have been. It, they must have been, like, close to the border or something. Must have been, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Are you enjoying Q a bit more now after Goldfinger in this one? Yeah, because Goldfinger was young Q, yeah. right? So this one's pretty old, but not you're going to die tomorrow, tomorrow night. Not my dies. introduction to him where he was like a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> and he's funny. like him and He's funny, yeah. It, and it was still pretty edgy, this one, how uh, MI6 employees treated him and how, oh my God, Saunders. We got to talk about Saunders too. But uh, it wasn't as bad as Goldfinger. Like, M wasn't super vicious to him, and Q right. wasn't. Q teased him a bit. Dalton but... was his, his competent Bond. <laughs> right. That's why. Exactly. And he didn't just screw up and get mm-hmm. a woman murdered in Miami. Yeah, that Wait, like... we didn't have, like, the Bond girl die, right? No, the there's first... no... F- oh, yeah. There's, like, no he didn't... Covered in oil or gold or anything. <laughs> yeah, he didn't... Oh, he didn't have a second girl. He didn't sleep with anybody else. It was just her. Like, normally he meets a girl and then the girl. Yeah, But yeah. this one, it's just Kara the whole way through. Well, I guess he meets the girl on the yacht, but she's right. only a That's pre-title, does it? Pre-title, doesn't it? it doesn't. Pre-title <laughs> women, and then there's usually another one, and then the yeah. main one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I had poor man's Benedict. He kind of looked like Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch, that oh, Saunders. Yeah, Saunders. Just a little bit, just a oh, shitty version of it. it. Yeah. And yeah, uh, he was pretty hilarious. It's a good MI6 agent who's... Mm-hmm filled the role of hating on Bond for no particular reason yeah. and his useless plan he's like what's your extraction plan well I'm gonna hide him in the boot <laughs> that's the first place they'll look <laughs> and, and that was another good comedic moment when they 
uh, get up to the border, that is the first thing yeah. they do. Pop the boot. Yeah. 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 And he just leaves Saunders there, like just holding this gun. That <laughs> yeah. Oh, that gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Shoot. We meant to look that up. Uh, I think I've heard other people talk about it or have read about it, but it is pretty outrageous, mm-hmm. like, especially for a spy. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, like, he, he like, covers, like, his his white uh, and his suit or whatever, his shirt, just yeah. to, like, stay hidden, and then pings out this, like, <laughs> yeah. huge fucking gun. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, and Saunders, like, just walks in broad daylight into the window to bring the chair over to him, while Bond is, like, crouching in the corner yeah, to yeah. stay kind of concealed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. like, yeah, that friggin' rifle should be mounted on a vehicle or something. It's huge. Yeah, it's very that, that whole scene was so, like, so much planning going on to get this guy out of Russia, but... Yeah, that giant gun, and then when he run, he just sort of runs across the street yeah. and smashes on this window oh so loud. Yeah. I, I was laughing at that. Oh, he knocks, they don't answer. He knocks again. <laughs> yeah, just keeps knocking until they open. Like, bro, hold on a sec. And oh man, there's so many weird things about that with Saunders. Like, why was the he had to like get his keys out to unlock it from the inside to let him in? Right. Yeah, anyway, um, I'm really nitpicking here, but what was? Did either of you have an interpretation of why Bond? He said it, I guess, but I forget why he didn't kill Kara in that moment. He said it was like intuition in the instinct. moment. Instinct. instinct. He could tell that she wasn't actually a sniper, a sniper, a KGB sniper, because she was too good at the cello. No. Is that why? Isn't that what you said? No. Because he noticed her cello playing beforehand. No, he he said she didn't know what side of the rifle to shoot from. Like, she just looked useless with the rifle. So he knew that she wasn't an actual... Because KGB female snipers apparently have this crazy reputation, and she did not look like that. She looked Mm. like she was fumbling or whatever. So knew that it was a ruse. She was nervous. Yeah. All right, want to talk about Vidic, uh, Winnaker? Winnaker? Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah, the weapons miniature guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, those, like, some of them looked like it was just him, the, the statues, like the wax museum oh, of yeah. conquerors. Just him in a costume. <laughs> yeah, and then some looked really fake. There's another in Man with the Golden Gun, there's wax figures, and it's just actors that are standing in them. Mm. It's, well, and he was standing there too, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. What a hilarious, I'd watch his movie. Like, he's yeah. a bit over the top, but how he, never was a soldier but where's this you know yeah, he's like a dictator with all their unearned medals on their chest mm, that's yeah. like and he has that assistant guy who like general like comes in and does like the salute every time yeah like he's just got this weird ego thing where he needs to pretend that he's a conqueror he's just a little kid playing with armies exactly you know? like yeah. those little plastic army figures yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I don't mind him or Koskov really it's just yeah. neither of them are the clear villain it's really ambiguous, yeah. What I don't mind that at all. Yeah, that's fine. Like, that, I mean, for me, for a Bond movie, it, this one loses many points because it doesn't have a good villain. They're good, they're interesting, but it's just like, again, like we said at the start of this, like an 80s action movie rather than a Bond movie with one good villain to match Bond. Mm. Like, that guy's, they're both kind of idiots. Yeah. Like, Koskov is just, mm. maybe idiot might not be the right word, but... They're not masterminding it at all, right? No, they're gangsters who just want to sell some heroin. Like, their plot isn't that great. And I don't understand what the the point of the misinformation to the British intelligence even serves. Just to have someone kill Pushkin. 
Okay, yeah. Because he was on to them. But right. then why do they need the British government to kill right. why Pushkin they if they're hire an assassin? necros, which they did anyway. He right. was about to do it if Bond didn't do it. Because like when when they were saying that the fake defection it was to, you know, crumble the trust between intelligence agencies, like across countries so that there would be several wars that break out. That yeah. I get. Yeah, it that could, was all a ruse. Well, it could also be that. They could also hope for that because chaos between these two countries is always beneficial for an arms dealer. Right. And like that's always a plot in the Bond movie. There's some independent rogue element wanting West and East powers to go to war. That's like that happened in Tomorrow Never Dies and mm-hmm. it happens a lot. Like that would be a benefit. Best case scenario the British and the Russians go to war, we get rid of Pushkin, and we do this big heroin deal. Right. Worst case scenario, we're stealing all this money. We get to do a heroin deal, and Necros will just take out Pushkin. Right. Mm. Necros, all right, so bottom tier villains, but top tier hench person. Yeah. He is mm. definitely one of so my favorite hench, yeah. hench people. He's, I didn't remember that. Like, I remembered liking him in a few of the action scenes, but certainly from what we've seen so far so him and odd job really is it so far so those are two top tier hench people yeah oh and yeah. stamper stampa stampa you liked him quite a bit and he's pretty good but this he guy was re- like funny he didn't really do much right he just got knocked down the stairs by strawberry fields no that was a uh, that was the guy with oh the stampers from uh tomorrow uh, never dies the other right. tall blonde yes yeah no stampa was good yeah, yeah he did yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff who's the one i'm thinking of I think his name is Elvis in Quantum, the guy with the toupee. Oh, it's Quantum, yeah, 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 yeah. He's not really even a hench person. No, he, he just do anything. The villain even literally had to push his arm up to hold the gun at Bond. Remember? That's right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's more of his like accountant rather than hench person. That's the 2007 hench person. Uh, um, yeah. Stampa was good, and Necros is this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's Super pretty great. good. Yeah, he has accents. He speaks all the languages. He. Uh, yeah, master, master of disguise. Like we said, yeah. yeah. Milk bomber. Freaking milk bombs, smart. man. Mm. Pretty smart. Yeah. Quick. And like I said, not vicious. He's not just randomly murdering Is he everybody. The one Unlike Stamper. Gibraltar? No, that was a different guy. Different guy. Yeah, that's weird. So they, that totally could have been him. But it's supposed to be a mystery yet, still at that point, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting choice. It totally could have been him. Yeah, Stamper, like when they sank the ship, the British ship, he then went out in the stealth boat and just mowed all the survivors down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't see Necros doing that. Uh, it's funny, the guy who plays, did you recognize the guy who plays Whitaker was in Tomorrow Never Dies? Same actor played Wade Bond's oh, CIA friend. Oh. It's the same actor. He, he's John familiar. It's John D. Baker is the oh, actor. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So he's a villain in 87, and then he's in Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies as a CIA agent. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. confusing. Uh, yeah. Maude I mean, Adams is a Bond girl in two different movies. She plays Octopussy and is a Bond girl in Man with a Golden Gun. In the 60s, there's a few actors who are in a diff- couple different ones. What do you think of this uh, Felix? Uh, yeah, he's just... Just Young better. 80s Felix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nothing special. If you were to rank Felix's, I don't even know that I would remember this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's such a short appearance. Yeah. yeah Unlike, like, Goldfingers because. isn't great, but he's got quite a role in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had Gimli, too, as the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a pretty cool character. Yeah. I thought it, it was weird when I first saw him. I was like, he's doing... It sounds like he's Gimli, kind of. That was one of the things I felt weird about this, is that the accents were, were not good. No, yeah, like, all over <laughs> the, the Russian place. accents were not... Not Russian accents. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. Koskov's accent mm-hmm. is horrible. He's just yeah. the bad guy in The Fugitive to me. Have you seen The Fugitive? No. 
he's a guy who betrays the main guy in that. And I saw that when I was very young. So he's just so always that guy to me. And he's very American. <laughs> Definitely. Along that guy. Yeah. Along that line, the uh, Afghanistan scene. And then oh it's just God. a British dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was also so I went to Oxford. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. so you lost your accent and everything when you went yeah, to Yeah, I feel like they, like... He couldn't do an accent, so they were like, we'll just throw a line in about how he went to Oxford yeah, yeah, exactly. to justify it. Well, I didn't quite catch it. It could be that he was British-raised or born and had it's Afghan descent yeah. and went back to fight for them. It could, it could have, be that. But, yeah, it definitely seemed like he was from Afghanistan, studied at Oxford, and lost his accent. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed like they just didn't want to have a non-British uh, lead. <laughs> They were sure a laughy bunch. He was yeah, like laughing his ass yeah. off in the jail cell, and then when Bong got to the their like headquarters, yeah. how everything he said, the Afghan guys, hench people, were all just wow. laughing their asses off. They're yeah. loving life. They're fighting the resistance. Yeah, yeah, no shit. And they got really excited to go to uh, battle those guys at the air base. <laughs> all right, final thoughts. You like Tin? Like Tinny? Yeah, I'm always very sad that he only did two. I like him yeah. a lot. They're different. They're more grounded, like you said, action flicks. Don't necessarily hit all my Bond DNA stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, they're really enjoyable. Funny. It's a lot funnier than I yeah. remember. Mm-hmm. A little long, this yeah. one. Little yeah, bit. it felt yeah. a little long. A lot of that Afghanistan stuff, like you said, didn't need to be... He didn't need to throw in heroin and all that. It's, like you said, the mm-hmm. defection mm-hmm. part. I love spy Bond, espionage Bond, like the yeah. slow burn. So when it was doing... Like, I liked all that stuff when he was the, the first act, like yeah. getting him out of Russia. Yeah. That, that kind of thing is what I prefer. Me too. But it's the 80s. You got to bring drugs into it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It was funny that it felt like it touched on, like, all the, you know, big issues in the world that day. So they, like, checked the headlines. Like, yeah. What are we talking exactly. about? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would move it. It's it's mid-pack Bond for me. Mm. Yeah. How about, well, you've now seen, this is your fifth. If you include No Time to Die, we are one-fifth uh, through. One-fifth through, yeah. How are you feeling on it? I guess we're going to eventually, probably, we were going to do a quarter through, but we'll probably do halfway through. We'll do a, a ranking. Ranking, or we'll just check in. Who's your favorite Bond? What's your favorite movie so far? Is the, what's yeah. the best plot? Rather than just doing a ranking, we can just do a recap kind of thing but because it's been a new bond for three weeks for me in a row besides the double feature of casino royale quantum we've Mm -hmm. changed decades every time not just bond so this is your yeah so you've gone from it was 90s and then 60s and then 80s and it was well it's 2000s because we did 05s casino royale yeah or 06 Mm -hmm. and yeah 05 and 07 and then 90s 60s 80s and next Mm -hmm. week we're doing a 70s Great. So great. you will have hit every decade except the 2010s. It's kind of funny how the 80s one was cheesier in some ways than the 60s one. <laughs> That's yeah. Well, they get it's yeah. early, right? Like they don't start to be tacky until well, Goldfinger kind of starts it once it develops mm-hmm. the formula, and then they start to play with it. But I mean, mostly it. almost like the effects and stuff like that. Like those 80s sound effects are like right. so oh, funny now as like. Well, that's John Glenn. So that that this is the first one of his that you've seen. But he does a bunch of the Roger Moore ones, and there's a lot of that. A lot of funny, cheesy practical effects and camera tricks and sound effects, and mm-hmm. yeah, playing with the medium a little bit. Mm. How do you feel? I'm trying to think. I don't think you saw. Oh, no, you have seen some '80s ones. You've seen A View to a Kill mm-hmm. and Octopussy. Like you've seen the late Roger Moore ones. Yeah, I felt like this one had a lot more espionage, like you were saying, which is what I like in a spy movie. So. 
I enjoy this for an actually good movie that I want to sit down and watch right. rather than, you know, something that I want to put on in the background or something that I would throw on if we had, like, some friends over and, like, mm. you know, we all want to have some drinks and laugh to a Bond movie. Yeah, This, this one is, you know, I'm, I'm not just going to throw this on to have a good time. This one is a... Uh, like last week we said Goldfinger's a perfect James Bond drinking game. Right. One. This one, yeah. less so. Right. No. Even though this one, like, we all had a great time watching it. Mm-hmm. This one might be... a serious you, movie. If you're hanging out with your family and, walk, like, on a Sunday afternoon, you could walk... Like, your dad would enjoy this. Anybody's... That's mm. what I was saying at the start. This is an easy one for the general population to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. A good coffee drinking bond. Yeah. I might need another one. Yeah. Mm. Or a beer. Or a Vesper. <laughs> All right. Well, I think as long as we can tie down the guest that I want to get for Live and Let Die, I think that will be the next one. If he can't make it, then I'll think of something else. But I think we will be back next week with Live and Let Die. Thanks for coming again, Heather. Yeah, My thanks. pleasure, as always. We'll see you again on another one, I'm sure. Mm. Definitely. Bon voyage, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bon voyage. <laughs>